good evening guys uh, first of all i would like to thank srijan foundation rahul diwan and uh, shayas bhardwaj for inviting me to give this talk on a very important issue of sectarianism in indian education sector so uh, before i came here i did a social experiment of a small one and i asked people in my friend circle and my family what are the biggest flaws they see in indian education system right so these are the answers some of the answers that i came that these guys came up with education is not accessible to all there is a bookish bookish uh, curriculum which encourages rote learning pathetic state of government schools unhealthy competition commercialization a very favorite topic of a problem tuition and coaching culture lack of good teachers and reservation and so on these are very uh, anybody you ask this these are the kinds of answers you get okay even uh, for me these are first world problems because even if you go to america they will also say the same things now the problem in our education system is not you know pathetic state of government schools or these things private versus public schools this is for me the biggest problem is sectarianism that has been enshrined in our education system in various schemes through various schemes uh, from the independence to this day now uh, on 7th february uh, this year mukhtar abbas naqvi minority affairs minister he said that the government we will first cover the scholarship schemes that the government runs exclusive for minorities this is the nine schemes he listed that the government is running only for minorities first is pre matric scholarship for class 1 to 10th post matric for class 11 to phd and so on there is a free coaching scheme also so people who are uh, say uh, preparing for ias uh, ssc exams if they clear prelims they will get 50000 uh, check from the government this is only for uh, minorities by the way there is a padho pradesh scheme which if you are if you are a minority and want to study in harvard cambridge and all then you also get a loan subsidy from the government and there is a nai manjil which started by prime minister modi 2 uh, years ago there is a, uh, another scheme for only exclusive for minority girls they were not satisfied only with the minorities they started another one for girls only now if you remember the first scheme pre matric scholarship for class 1 to 10th this costs around 1100 crores okay and 75 lakh minority students benefited from this scheme in 2014-15 after the modi government came in and every year 200 crores they are adding so next year it will be 1300 crores then 1500 and so on now if you remember this pre matric scholarship scheme narendra modi when he was chief minister of gujarat fought against this upa era scheme calling it communal in gujarat high court he said we are already running a scheme for everybody irrespective of religion irrespective of caste we are already running a secular scheme so why you are forcing the scheme on us he went his government went to uh, gujarat high court they said no no scheme is okay five judge bench decided 3 to that scheme is constitutional you have to uh, uh, implement it 
So see the commitment of Modi government. They did refused, and they said we will go to Supreme Court. They went to Supreme Court, and then they lost again. But in 2014, when they came in power, there was hope that he fought so valiantly against the scheme. He will at least remove it. But as you can see, 200 crores are being added every year. So nothing is happening on that front. Now, if you go to Minority Affairs uh, Ministry website, this is the reason they give for running these schemes. Can you please read, everybody? I will read it. The state shall promote with special care the education and economic interests of the weaker sections of the people, and in particular of the scheduled castes and scheduled tribes, and shall protect them from social injustice and all forms of social exploitation. now first of all this reasoning this article 46 comes under dpsp's directive principles of state policy the government is not obligated to follow this it is not enforceable in courts just like the uniform civil code so second thing is it, it is mentioned weaker sections of the people not weaker sections of minorities third it is mentioned in particular of the scheduled castes and scheduled tribes so you would Uh, think that maybe uh, the government gives for SC and ST students some scholarship at par with the minorities, if not more, right? But see the data now. This is by Hari Prasad. He runs a blog, uh, Secure Core blog. He has written uh, a data analysis. He has done, and he reached this conclusion. He compared all the minority schemes with SC uh, uh, with the scholarship schemes that are run for uh, scheduled caste students. now this is the read this minorities get more than double the scholarship than what an sc student will get for almost the exact same parameter now a minority student who is a day scholar gets rupees 6000 per year and but an sc student day scholar gets 2250 that's almost half less than half actually a minority student who is a hosteler gets 12000 per year but an sc student gets only rupees 4500 now for obc students he has compared for obc students also this is post matric scholarship see 1261 per student per year for obc for minority it is 6000 per year per student for pre matric it is worse 47 rupees can you believe it 47 per year per student compared to 1529 for minority that's 30 times more money the minority student is getting these are the sectarian schemes that these guys are running now we are just warming up this is the this is just scholarships now we will come to the elephant in the room we have to address right to education act first of all any law that is applicable to only one section of the people will of course be uh, called unconstitutional in any sane democracy but you know ours is so what is happening it is only applicable it is only applicable to hindu schools it says non minority politically correct word is non minority so only non minorities are hindus but if you consider linguistic some hindus will be included but i will come to it later now imagine there are two schools in a district okay 
one is run by a minority another is run by a non minority now if you put all kinds of restrictions you have said you will uh, set aside 25% seats for poor students okay you build a, pl a playground you will have this many classrooms you will have this uh, computer lab and so on all kinds of restrictions now what will happen is and what is happening is these 25% students are uh, studying there for free because government was supposed to pay uh, say 10000 per year for each student but for 3 4 years the government has not paid no government has paid like that and what is happening is cross subsidy cross subsidizing is happening the fees on the rest of the 75% is increasing every year as well i was talking to you guys so this is increasing every year they are increasing because they have to run the school and with uh, teaching 25% students for free they cannot run it affordably right now what will happen after 3 4 years they will keep increasing the fees parents will get worried they will see that the non minor the minority guy is not increasing the fees he is maintaining the standards why these hindu guys are so you know commercial and all that so they will what they will do they will tolerate for 2 3 years let's not change the school and all that but after 2 3 years they will get frustrated they will put their kid in minority school now this shift will start happening and it is happening minority schools are booming i will put another data here for bengaluru now uh, this is all happening now another minority guy will see a great market right now the hindu guy who is closing down his school because he cannot afford it anymore there will be supply is uh, reduced right one school is closed demand remains the same and increasing every year the, then this guy will open a school minority guy there are two minority schools now one the hindu guy is out of the market okay now this is actually happening see this data this is for uh, bengaluru private unaided schools have grown at the rate of 1.35% in bengaluru and minority schools have grown at the rate of 28% 1.35 overall 28% minority schools now what is happening in big uh, cities at least what is happening is that uh, these hindu schools they are opting a new method because linguistic minority is also exempt right so they are claiming so if uh, say i am living in bangalore so i can open a hindi minority school right if a tamilian is staying in bangalore he can open a tamil minority school if a malayali is there he can open malayali minority school and it is happening but it is yeah nps so you would think that this is very innovative this is very easy uh, loophole but it is really not because the linguistic minority certificate is not very easy to get because the gate there are gatekeepers uh, who issue this certificate now these gatekeepers who are these gatekeepers this is a body called national commission of minority education institutions now let's see how can become a member of this see read this section 4 of this act qualification for appointment as a chairperson or a member a appointment as the chairperson unless he is a member of minority community has been a judge of high court then a member only if he is a member of minority community and person of eminence ability and integrity 
so by law a hindu cannot become its member and to remind you guys it's only religious minority there are no defined linguistic minorities in constitution only six national minorities have been declared and these are uh, christians muslims sikhs and uh, jains jains recently they got in and parsis and uh, this this is the kind of they don't get uh, nps was trying to get this certificate and they are uh, they are not issuing it there is a lot of issues are there so this is the the, the loop of see how difficult it is now this is uh, you can say that how can they allow this uh, disastrous act and such a communal act to you know uh, legalized how what were the courts doing well the upa government preempted the courts by 4 years this act was passed in 2009 the upa government passed a constitutional amendment in 2005 which is 93rd constitutional amendment which specifically excluded minorities from any law that it will in future pass right so this this is another kind of sectarianism they enshrined through uh, this article we will discuss about 93rd uh, later but first now you can say okay we can get rid of right to education act uh, we can get rid of 93rd then we are okay right you would think that well another shoker you are not okay we are going back to the pre rt era before 2000 okay from 1957 to 2000 we will see a history and pattern how uh, minority schools have always been you know at higher footing than non minority schools uh, article 31st 30 uh, section 1 clause 1 read this all minorities whether based on religion or language shall have the right to establish and administer educational institutions of their choice so some of the people were saying that okay why not imp- uh, apply, apply the rt to everybody i will show you cannot now see this is the read this only two kinds of minorities are there religious linguistic they have the right to establish and administer of their choice now over the years from 1957 kerala education bill uh, case to uh, st stephen's college case versus delhi university they the courts have given these freedoms to minority students minority education institutions so it doesn't matter if an institution was set up before the constitution came into force it will enjoy the protection of article 30 it doesn't matter if it is a set by foreigner if they took help of local minority now the, the state when applying any regulation to minorities to minority education institution must follow these two tests the regulations must be reasonable that courts will decide and conductive to making the institution an effective vehicle of education for minority community or other persons who resort to it brilliant two tests any regulation can be struck down by court now even medium of instruction there is full freedom to minority students so if say tomorrow uh, in uh, karnataka if say karnataka government decides that we will all schools will have uh, kannada they will teach kannada in the medium of instruction will be kannada 
they cannot apply it to minority institutions they will have to give them exemptions that okay you can teach kannada but you will also have to teach your own language okay in recognition affiliation also they have given them rights that you cannot put such conditions for recognition or affiliation that the destroys the very uh, nature of the minority institutions state cannot take over a minority institution unless the institution itself offers to surrender unconditionally appointment of staff service condition discipline some regulation is allowed but very much free to do that they are aided up to 95% like st stephens but uh, we will come to that they will only allow 50% non minority students and everybody pays taxes right irrespective of religion so these institutions minority institutions are funded 95 up to 95% they do not have to follow teachers quota for scst hindu schools have to they have no restriction on hiring non minority faculty they can determine their own criteria for admitting students like st stephens now these were the freedoms given before rt was even on the horizon right now the courts have to decide that who is a minority institution these two matters that i am discussing now are of utmost importance that have uh, really set in the discrimination now in kerala education bill they said that only uh, sprinkling of non minorities you can do in a minority institution so they did not define what do you they mean by sprinkling it is 10% is it 20% is it 30% or 80% they did not define it but by sprinkling it's less than 50% generally then in the very historic judgment in st stephen college versus university of delhi the judges said that they can reserve no more than 50% seats for minorities okay so they can reserve 10% they can reserve 49% they have full freedom to decide depending on the their area and their uh, you know requirements now uh, now the article 29 to objection objection came what is article 29 to this no citizen shall be denied admission into any educational institution any maintained by the state or receiving aid out of the state so they said that uh, st stephens is getting a, uh, funded by the government so no citizen should be discriminated against everybody has the right and you are doing it that on the basis of religion see what the honorable judge said the fact that article 29 to applies to minorities as well as non minorities does not mean that it was intended to nullify the special right guaranteed to minorities under article 31 so they have put article 31 at higher pedestal than 292 okay this is the kind of uh, protection they enjoyed the another issue was what kind of education a minority institution can impart there were two views one view was that why the why any minority will establish their institution right to preserve their culture their script their language that's the main objective otherwise why won't uh, what's the difference between a minority and non minority one view was that another view was that no no article 30 says of their choice article 30 says of their choice they can set up any kind of institution 
not just for their own people now this the second view prevailed in courts courts said i have read more than 10 judgments on this courts have said no they have full right to establish uh, you know whatever they want to teach whatever kind of institution they want they have full right now because of these two one kind of education they impart and who is a minority now consider two schools again okay one is minority one is non minority a minority minority institution let's say the, this guy has 10% minority students he can have from 0 to 49 he has 10% minority students the non minority let's say he has 15% minority students right the non minority guy has more minority students than this minority institution and they are teaching the same subjects because the court said you can teach any right so they are teaching same subjects now who is catering to the minority institutions who is serving minorities well non minority right but who who the uh, courts will apply rt to no non minority this is what is happening read another judgment who say that we can apply rt to uh, minority students minority institutions k a hamid versus this polytechnic case came in bombay high court they said the government had uh, said that this many seats you have to reserve for scst students then the court said no they uh, it will not be applicable to minority institutions because it violated article 31 30 uh, clause 1 so those who say that uh, right to education act can be applicable to you know should be applicable or can be applicable to all schools irrespective of religion of the owner well this is what is going to happen they are going to strike it down now you you would ask that if already there was so much freedom to minority institutions why the government came up with rt why 93rd constitutional amendment specific specifically saying that minor these minority institutions are exempt why did they do do that because in 2002 a brilliant thing happened some are smiling uh tma pi foundation case judgment came tma pi foundation 11 judge bench constitution bench it's very rare that 11 judges sit and decide the case so imagine that's what these three paragraphs i will show you how what kind of freedoms they give to uh non minority hindu run schools they give these kinds of freedom fixing of rigid fee structure dictating the formation of composition of government body compulsory nomination of teachers and staff for appointment or nominating students this is under rt would be unacceptable restrictions the government cannot implement these kind of restrictions on unaided private institutions now they said maximum autonomy has to be with the management now under rt it is not with the management they said like any other private unaided institutions similar unaided educational institution administered by linguistic or religious minority assured maximum autonomy this should have been reversed actually but that's okay they said like any other private institution this is the kind of freedom they give and addressing a very important question 
this is the this was the question before the bench whether the non minorities have the right to establish and administer educational institutions in the same manner and same to the same extent as minority institutions basically the question was whether the uh, non minorities have the same rights as minorities the judges said yes the right to establish and administer educational institutions is guaranteed under the constitutions to all citizens under articles 29 1g and article 26 to minorities specifically under article 30 what is article 19 1g it is uh, any occupation they can start any uh, business they can run so the judges said education is not a business but it can be called an occupation so only reasonable restrictions can be applied like law and order and all that very reasonable restrictions can only be applied this was historic this put the non minority institutions almost at par not exactly at par but almost at par with minority institutions well then the upa government came in 2005 4 and they changed the constitution they added a clause in article 15 please read this this specifically target sub clause g of clause 1 of article 19 which the tmfi foundation had given right to non minority non minority schools they specifically targeted this and exempted aided or unaided by the state other than the minority educational institutions they exempted minority institutions now this is on reading this feels so revolting right such a discrimination that embedded in the constitution and it was passed in the lok sabha and rajya sabha with flying colors now of course uh, the constitutional validity had to be upheld in courts so the court said uh, we will not decide whether this is constitutional or not unless the government passes a law well they passed a law four years later right to education act came into force exactly based on this uh, this article then again the uh, matter went to courts there were two issue there were one uh, big issue that whether the right to educate uh, in rte act it was not mentioned whether it will be applicable to minorities and non minorities because there was no need they are already done that right four years before that so the court said see in unaided private schools of rajasthan versus union of india they said we hold that the 2019 act is constitutionally valid qua added minority schools so those schools those minority schools who are funded by the government right to education act will be applicable to them well the upa government could not even tolerate this kind of uh, parity they changed the right to education act they brought in uh, section 14 clause 4 and this is the speech given by uh, kapil sibal he said this that we have said that aided institutions will not be covered by this amendment and so in a sense we have moved two steps further to protect the interests of the minority institutions so he is saying to his fellow parliamentar parliamentarian adeep ji i would request you that please be assured that we are extremely sensitive to the concerns of the minority community if you walk two steps we will walk 10 steps in order to make sure that their interests are fully protected so even the even those institutions which were funded by the government 
even they these institutions they exempted from it then the final word on the right to education act whether it is constitutional or not came in pramati judgment a very disastrous judgment it said the their right under article 191g to start an occupation it is damaging it to a very limited extent now can any sane person say that reserving 25% seats for free is reasonable to a very limited extent and uh, consider this this 25% is totally random they can tomorrow make it 49% and you can do nothing about it it's very random now this is the this was this judgment came 10 days before uh, 2014 election results came 6 may 16 may the uh, results came there was hope that some things will change when the uh, so called hindutva government will come and change some bring some parity to these institutions but we know in last 3 years nothing has happened they have not moved an inch on these things forget about these they are not even uh, changing the syllabus and all the marxist bias that is there in the textbooks and all so it's just like we are just in the as far as education sector is concerned what is happening is these guys are very efficient so in scholarships they are giving directly in the bank accounts okay to minority students they are very efficiently closing down schools they are very efficient in that area so it's a very efficient government which is pushing these uh, hindu run schools into oblivion very fast now uh, what we can do about it certainly it is very clear that first we have to repeal rt even when it doesn't solve the problem at all, uh, like clearly we have to repeal the 93rd constitutional amendment which i don't see happening but let's say for the sake of uh, argument we have to do that uh, then to protect to bring the then still as i have shown you the still there is no parity right you have to change either article 30 which gives these protections to minority schools which i am guaranteeing you nobody can even with 450 seats you cannot do it okay what else can you do is you can add a say a new section in uh, article 19 saying that education is a special occupation and it is very important national interest or something like that the uh, flowery lawyer language they can do that and say that no government will have uh, regulation on this sector or only very reasonable restrictions so i hope i have convinced you that to my uh, point of view thank you